and I had already painted the, and I had already started painting them. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like crap. <laughs> yeah, the kind of I the work of painting them and they chip anyway. Yeah. So I was hoping to get in a quick manicure so that I could a get all the nails to be the same length and shape. Mhm. And then to take care of that that chip. But unfortunately, they didn't have anything open until like six o'clock. So it was kind of like, no, nah, I know I'm not going to get home in time. Yeah. Because if you've never had a manicure done, you have to actually sit there for about like a half an hour to an hour just waiting for your nails to finish drying. So, but I told my mother I might go back to just get a, just get a manicure done, just so that all my nails are all the same, the same length and stuff because I can never do that. Mhm. So, and then, then of course, my mother goes into you know I, and all my in my all my fifty seven years of living, I have never had a manicure, I've never had a pedicure, I've never had a facial. And it's like, well, I happen to enjoy those things. So, to you, well, there's nothing wrong with enjoying that. I think I've had, like, a manicure, pedicure, like, I know I had a manicure once. I don't think I've had a pedicure. But I'm weird about certain people touching my feet. So that's probably why I've never done the pedicure thing. Well, I did did pedicures um, twice, manicure and pedicure twice now. Um, And I enjoyed it. And my nails look good. So. And they didn't, uh, they didn't chip. And they actually grew really fast once I had them done. Because they pushed the cuticle back, which causes the nails to grow a little bit quicker. Ah. Okay. Currently inserting the soundproofing for the studio. (laughs) Does that mean you're pushing a towel under the door? Yes, I'm pushing a towel under the door. (laughs) I'm trying to be all technical about it and you just come up with, are you pushing a towel under the door? Yeah. <laughs> that is how sophisticated we are here at, at, at my little pony talk. When we soundproof a room, we just push a, t- a towel up underneath the door. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, there are some YouTubers that their retor- recording studio is their closet. So, you know, that's no more technical than <laughs> towel under the door. That's true. This is true. I mean, um, you remember I I talked about um, this one YouTuber I started watching 
by the name of Kelly Eden, right? I think I told you I about her last week. Uh oh yeah yeah. Well, she had had um. One of her one of her cats was our house we has been invaded mm-hmm. or, or attacked in our own home, and I was thinking, oh my god, did they like get hurt or something in in the house? And evidently they had this really big, for people who are squeamish about bugs, please mute for about five minutes. I'll give you a second to mute. Okay, your second's done. Um, She had a pretty good-sized cockroach in the house, two girls in the house, and they're trying to kill it, and they're, they're trying to scoop it up to, like, flush it down the toilet alive. But they ended up right. having to grab the bug spray anyway. And I couldn't help but remember the one time when I was working in downtown Chicago and came out of the women's bathroom to a roach that was about three times the size of that one. <laughs> that I stepped on it once and it was still alive and I stepped on it a second time hoping it wouldn't take me off to its nest. <laughs> I mean this thing looked like um what's the what's the name of the um the one pony that works at the spa who does massages? Biceps. Yeah, this 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 cockroach looks like both biceps cockroach version. Oh goodness, that's a large bug. <laughs> that, that that is an extremely large bug. That's an extremely scary bug. Yeah, so, but um, yeah, my my full time job is now officially done and over with, and. It was actually quite funny. Um, on the the last day, not the last day, but Thursday beforehand, we had a meeting, and then somebody sent out an email saying, "You know, I'll miss working with everybody," and like everybody was responding to this email, and I just had to respond on it. And it's like, you know, it's so looking at this email. About 95% of us have never met each other in person. Oh, wow. Because 95% of us were off-site remote, not even in the same, not even in the same um, um, state. Okay. And it's like the love that you could feel in this email, it was just something that was just so profound because I mean these some of these people like you've never met we've never met each other in person. You know? Mhm. But yet you could just feel the love from people, I mean, that you've never even met. Wow. 
And that was one great thing to see uh, the day before our last day. But then another great thing I saw was uh, one of my coworkers who actually was my proctor when I first started with the company, which means when I was in training, um, she was my she was basically my one on one coach. Oh, okay. So she had actually con she had actually been contacted by a company that's rep- one of three companies representing a company that's kind of swooping in and scooping all of us up. Mm-hmm. And I'd been contacted by both of the other companies been contacted by this company to go ahead and scoop us up. Right. Since they knew we were on the market or coming on the market. Mm-hmm. That she had actually talked to him about me. Oh, wow. So. So she put in a good word for you that uh, possibly another full-time Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, and this job, they're willing to go ahead and wait for me because I told them I already started working with with, um, with the school. Mm-hmm. And I would want to wait until after this quarter was done because it would be six weeks of hardcore training where I'd have to make sure to either just do night courses or just take one quarter off. Right. If if the school wants to keep me. And then kind of really stick to a really stringent um, work schedule because it's from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. that I can work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be a little and rough. Yeah, and they're willing to go ahead and wait for me. So all I have to do is just do these two tests. But because Friday I had um, had to finish up full-time job. Saturday I had to travel out to my uncle's house. And I didn't have a lot of time to go ahead and work on Saturday. <laughs> For my part-time job yesterday, I had to focus on the part-time job. Today, I had to focus on on the part-time job before I went for my facial. Mm-hmm. I haven't gotten around to doing the tests yet, so I have to get those done tomorrow. But that's something that's kind of might be something that could be on the back burner as I'm going to have a full-time Eventually. Yeah. Well, at least you know you've got something coming up that'll be full-time and you won't have to worry about going out and trying to hunt something down. Maybe. I still have to do these two tests and get those in. They have to submit me to Optum and then... Well, you've got a good possibility of something full-time. Yeah. Oh. 
we unfortunately had tons of people from corporate in our, um, the restaurant today. They didn't really oh, do. Whole, they didn't really do a whole lot except like get in the way. <laughs> they were all there because we have our summer from uh, our summer promotions coming up, which are what's called campfire meals. And they were all there talking about all the campfire stuff that's coming up. And the problem is, is there's not much room in the kitchen for the people that already work there. And then when you add 12 extra people, there's no room at all. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Oh, excuse me. Well, luckily it was a slow day, so it didn't really affect too much. Excuse me, I'm just stretching. think if I have any pony related thing going on this had any pony news this week. I don't think I did. No? No nothing. No, all this week was basically spent at the restaurant because of Easter. And I was gonna ask how bad was yesterday. Oh, yeah. Uh, yesterday. Yesterday was actually <laughs> not too bad after a while. We got a um, we got a heat and serve meal for, well, yeah, I should say we bought a heat and serve meal for everybody at home. So I didn't have to cook Easter dinner for everybody here, but I did have to do all the cooking at work. Um. It wasn't too bad after, like, 7 o'clock because by that time, everybody that was going out for dinner was already out. Yeah. And everybody that was going home had gone home. Uh, It was Saturday that was really rough because people were still traveling and... They hadn't scheduled enough people, so I had to do an eight-hour shift in the morning. What? Yeah, nine-hour shift in the morning, and then like four and a half to five hours in the evening. That was a little rough, but extra money in the paycheck never hurt. I'm trying to think. Yeah, yesterday was not too bad, but Saturday was rough. Some food after I got home. We had lots of leftovers from the meal we had to or we picked up. No, that's we still good. had leftovers. 
There's lots of ham and green beans and other assorted vegetables. That's good. How'd your holiday go? Um, I, not how, how I was expecting it to go because we were supposed to actually have Easter dinner on sun, on Saturday. Yeah. So that we didn't have a big meal yesterday. But we had unseasonably warm weather on Sunday. I mean, unseasonable as in I got to wear capris. Oh, wow. That's rather warm for Chicago. Yes, especially in the middle of April. So, my, my, we got my, yeah. So I, we ended up uh, barbecuing on on sun, on Saturday, and then Mom ended up cooking the ham and all of that yesterday. Barbecuing. We need to get a grill. That occurred to me. We need a grill. Get a rotisserie for the birds. No, we're not rotisserieing birds. <laughs> He's kidding, guys. He's kidding. Now you do mean a charcoal grill, not not one of these propane cookers, right? You mean charcoal, right? Oh yes, charcoal. Oh God, I love the smell of charcoal. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> not napalm. <laughs> yes, I love the smell of charcoal and napalm in the morning. It smells like victory. Yes. <laughs> sorry, I I'm I'm sorry. When people call those propane things a grill, I am sorry. That is not a grill. That is just no. basically an outdoor stove. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's just like like painting a line on the back of a black cat and calling it a skunk. And if you're if you're around puppy in a pew like that, you best better watch out. (laughs) Oh goodness! Because he'll be all over you like a cheap suit. (laughs) Without a a French flattery. Oh, my petite, mon chéri. <laughs> oh, the old Pepe Le Pew cartoon. All the old, How do uh, I love the... How do I love the Let Me Count the Ways? <laughs> that poor cat could never get away from him. Yeah, she never could. Of course, you know, if she would stay away from the white paint, that would have helped. True, true. So, I didn't have it. I don't have any pony related news, but I do have some Monster High related news. Oh, I did start playing the um, the 3DS version of Monster High New Ghoul in School. Mhm. And it's the exact same one as the Wii version. 
Oh, okay. So, so it's going to be same. nice. Everything. Yeah, everything's everything's the same. So it's, it'll be nice to have a game that you know I can have one version I'm playing at home, and one version I can take with me to my uncle's. Because this one, she and I, my um, my Wii version, it's a vampire. My 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 DS, 3DS is a ghost. Oh, okay. So I completely changed it all up. She is a ghost. So. Let's see what else. Um, there was something else. I think it, I think it was last week. Uh-huh. Was it last week? Or was it the week before? Might have been the week before. I accidentally broke one of my favorite necklaces. Oh. I broke the chain on it, but I was finally able to fix it. Uh-huh. I had this um, black cording I used to fix another necklace I had. So it's no longer on a chain. It's attached to a black cord, which... It's actually going to be a lot stronger, and I won't have to worry about losing the charm. Mhm. Because I actually um, knotted it, knotted it to the um, to the charm itself. Right. So I don't have to worry about the little hook thingy giving way if it gets tugged on. If it gets tugged on. It just gets stronger. <laughs> yeah, the unfortunate thing with a lot of the chain necklaces is that it is easy to snap like one little link. For the longest time, I couldn't wear chain necklaces because for some reason they would just snap. I'm okay with them now, but no, that's good. Oh. Excuse me. Oh, it's been a long week. Oh, tell me about it. So did you get to see the new episode of, what is it, season seven now? Season seven. You know, they have the second episode up now, too. 
Yeah, and they did something very different, which we'll get into in just a second. Do you mind your blind bag pony of the week first? Yep, we probably should do that. Let's get to, let's get to it because you know that is actually our topic this week. So I've got my blind bag, I've got my scissors. I'm going to go ahead and open her up because we did pick her out last week before we left. And let's see who did we get. I was right. So it is who you thought it was then, huh? It's Sparkle Stripe. It's one I don't have. Cool. So let me go to MLP Merch. But yeah, anyway, really quick, back to back to the spa I was telling you about. And it was a real nice little place, and it's actually quite close to my uncle's house. It was actually closer to my uncle's house than I thought it was going to be. Oh. Darn it. It's like a hop, skip, and a jump. Literally. Actually, it was a hop, a skip, and I didn't need, even need to make the jump. Ooh. You didn't have to have Pinkie Pie sing you a song about how it was just a little hop, skip, and jump? Nope. <laughs> she would have gotten through a hop, a skip, and, oh, we're here. <laughs> I well, mean, that's nice. Place. That's nice that you've got a, a spa not that far from your uncle's house, then. Yeah, the only thing is, you know, the one thing they don't do are are actual full-on massages, mm-hmm. which is something I'd like to find. Because when you get... Um, when you get a facial, you'll normally, some places will go ahead and do, you know, your feet and your shoulders, your arms, your hands, and your and your legs. Huh. But it's not as good as, you know, a full-on massage. Right. So... That's the only thing I'd like to do is try and find one of those. Okay. Are you trying okay, to find the blind bag? Yeah. And it's from wave 13. Well, I guess I'm going to have to do this do this another way. And go through the um the pose. 
because it is sparkle stripe and she is in the Applejack pose. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. Oh, no, there it is. Find her? Yep, I found her. Oh, I found her. 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 (laughs) She was hiding. Oh, they do that sometimes. She was being evil and hiding. But hooray, I found her. Hooray. Okay, say what's wrong over there? I dropped the phone. Oh, okay. But it's okay, I got it now. Okay, sorry, I have to. They called for a staff meeting tomorrow. School. Oh, is you going to have to go in early then? Yeah. Oh, how early? Several hours early, as in 11.35. Oh, goodness. Yeah, it's a little on the early side. So I'm hoping one of the two people will... Answer my email. Because they sent it out at 325 today and I was not at my computer. To um, well, actually, on to the topic at hand. Um, The topic tonight, of course, is the season premiere of My Little Pony Friendship is Magic, and they deviated from what they normally do. Yeah. Because normally, the very first episode of the season always introduces 
um, the, or reiterate the main the main bad guy that they're going to have to deal with throughout the entire season, the main antagonist. Right. And it's always a two-part episode. Yeah, they, they didn't do either of that this time. No, they did not introduce a new bad guy. And it was not a two-part episode. It was actually two completely different episodes. Yeah, and they were their stories. Yeah, they were, I guess. it was just like, you know, a regular episode during the season. Which... I have to say, I kind of feel a little cheated. Yeah, I mean, episode one of the new season was not, um, but it also wasn't really anything special. You know? Yeah, which is what, go for it. When the um, when the promos came out, a lot of the online reviewers, a lot of the like the, you know the the fans that had YouTube channels were going, oh this looks really cool. What if this happens? And what if that happens? And what if, you know, this means a whole new thing for Starlight Glimmer? And what if is this going to change the dynamics of the cast at all? And it was kind of like, nope. None of that happened. We just sort of got an episode where we found out a little bit more about Celestia and a little bit more about Twilight and Discord made things difficult and awkward for everybody. And that's not bad, but it's just not special. And usually the, the beginning and the ending of each season is kind of special. It's got a bigger story, a bigger point, more of a plot to it than these are just characters that we're learning more about. Yeah, I mean, we got to learn um, that when Celestia had Twilight as a pupil, she had to go through this very, very life-changing decision that Twilight ended up having to make the same thing with Star with Starlight Glimmer. And the funniest thing was uh, the clips that they were showing for the previews for the episode were actually the end was from the end of the episode. Yeah, because a lot of the promos were all um, Twilight trying to figure out, well, what's going to happen if I do this with Starlight? Well, what's going to happen if I, you know, it was, I think the first one was, what's going to happen if I send her 
to help the changelings. And, and you yes. know, when I saw that, my first thought was, oh, that would be neat. Then we'd get a couple episodes with the new changelings and, like, how they're they're developing with um, Thorax as their king and how he's handling that and how they're learning to have, you know, normal friendships and not just steal love and whatever magic or emotions they need to survive. And then, of course, Twilight in classic Twilight fashion overthinks the whole thing and says, oh, but what if there's one changeling that isn't nice? Yeah. And that, you know, makes Starlight look bad. I was like, well, yeah, that could happen, but it's not entirely likely. Yeah. And then there were the dragons, and it was, all oh, the dragons. That would be neat. Then we'd get to see more of the dragons. But I was like, but not all dragons like ponies. And I thought was, yeah, she has a point. But I don't know if they tried to throw her in the lava. <laughs> yeah. And poor Spike, through the whole episode, he was trying to calm Twilight down, going, Twilight, that's not going to happen. And she's freaking out, going, buddy, come on. <laughs> yeah, and as I said, I mean... I was kind of disappointed that they were both separate episodes. But they, I mean, they still kind of followed a little bit of the guidelines of the first episodes of the season as they kind of followed um, Starlight Glimmer. In both episodes, they were both highly Starlight Glimmer. Uh, I guess not, actually, since it was more Celestia and Twilight in the first one, and then Starlight Glimmer in the second one. Yeah, but she was kind of sort of more part of the story than she had been in the last season. Yeah. Because in the last season... She was there, but she was only crucial to the story in the season opening and then the last two episodes. Yeah. And the other episodes, I guess, yeah, she was kind of a background character. Yeah, she was just, she was there. But she didn't really do much. Um, I do like in the first episode that they showed some of Celestia in the past and that, yeah, she had reservations about letting Twilight go. First reaction to Twilight's freaking out was not to be like, oh, Twilight, it's okay. No, she busted out laughing. (laughs) (laughs) And 
like seeing Celestia in moments where she's not the perfect, all-powerful being that rules over this kingdom. Yeah. Because, you know, we've seen her as almost the god of the, the goddess of the sun. That's how she's been presented for a long time. It's nice to see her as somebody sort of normal, who's maybe not perfect. Yeah, and kind of rules down to earth. Yeah, and, and can sometimes be perceived as a little bit of a jerk, even if she doesn't mean it. Yes. And that's one of the things that I do like about the the the, the comic book series. No, oh, because actually, I said I didn't have any phony news, and I'm lying. I did get uh, one of the new comic books from a series they're doing called uh, Legends of Magic, where they're actually taking, um, like, legendary ponies from the Friendship is Magic uh, storyline and telling stories about them. And the first issue that they released was a story about Celestia and Luna when they were still learning under Star Swirl the Bearded. And younger Celestia was kind of a jerk. (laughs) 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 Because she was really, really good at magic. And Luna was not. <laughs> Luna had to stumble a little bit, and Celestia's like, well, it's not my fault, you suck. I'm paraphrasing, wow. but that's what she said to her a few times. And the whole story was sort of the lesson they had to learn about working together, where Luna had to start pushing herself a little more, and Celestia had to learn to be nicer about the fact that Luna was still struggling. And as I said, I, I, I have to say on um, that these two being these two episodes being um, a season premiere series episodes, I have to say I was very disappointed. I to me these kind of felt like episodes they could have maybe did like next week or this week and next week. Yeah, kind of like they could have been episode 5 and episode 10, and we never would have noticed. Yeah. There is an opportunity that they kind of missed where... Even if it had been like a few minutes at the end of one of these episodes, they could have shown, you know, what happened to Chrysalis, where she went. Um, Exactly. Because you had that big, huge threat at the end of the last season from Chrysalis. Oh, yeah. And she controlled and pretty much lied to an entire race for a long period of time. We have no idea how long she had been ruling over the changelings and had convinced them that her way of doing things was the only way to do things. 
she's obviously not somebody who's just going to go away and give up without a fight. No. So there's a possibility that she's somewhere gathering more followers or finding some artifact or something. But yeah, probably. You know, what if she found some way to resurrect Sombra or the um the weird shadow creatures that used to live under the Crystal Empire. There's a possibility she might have found a way to free Tyrek. You know, there's lots of different things that could be going on, but we didn't get to see any of it. Yeah. And it's a shame because it feels like a missed opportunity. Those are episodes that should be season openers. Yeah, because it feels... You want a season opener and a season closer to be something exciting. It's something that you're like, yeah, I want to see the rest of the season, or oh my gosh, that was great. And this was... Yeah. They were okay episodes. But, like, for a minute you were worried about Starlight maybe leaving and going off to do something else. But then, dang here, she's not going anywhere. Like, why not? Yeah. I mean, it it might be neat for her to go off for a little while and, you know, send Twilight back letters because then... You see the dynamic change of Twilight no longer being just a student, but also a teacher. And then somebody else being the student, and maybe, you know, Starlight could go off to different places and we'd get to see different parts of Equestria. Because when they brought out the map, oh, we're going to go to all these different places now. And you really only saw, like, maybe a couple different places. And only a few of them were new. Like, we saw the, the, uh, we saw the Griffin Kingdom, Griffinstone. We saw where the dragons lived. And then we saw some random place off in the mountains. And then there was Manhattan, but we had already seen that place a couple times before. So there were only like three or four new locations in this season that was supposed to have like, that we thought was supposed to have like this big adventure element to it. And even then, when they put out the toy line, they were like, oh, we're going to have Explore Equestria. We still didn't get a lot of variation in locations. And Ponyville's fun. Ponyville's fun. There's lots of neat characters there. But then six seasons of the same place, 
with the same characters, and a little bit has changed, but not a whole lot. And we know there's this big, giant world, and we're not really seeing much of it. And it's a shame because originally these characters were presented as these were small characters in a big world they had to overcome. And now it's kind of like, okay, well, the main six are pretty powerful now. They're the elements of, they're the embodiment of the elements of harmony. They have the princess of friendship on their side. Plus, there's the prince, there's Cadence, who's the princess of the Crystal Empire. And then they also have Celestia and they have Luna. And it's kind of like, okay, well, now these are big characters in a very small world. And it would just be really neat to see more of this world. You know, Minotaurs were only brought up once. We yeah. Saw them again, and we only saw one. <laughs> um, Ponyville's supposed to be right next to Tartarus. That would be really cool to see. And we haven't really seen any of that. Um, they're supposed to be Trottingham, which I assume is kind of like a playoff of Nottingham, probably an English-inspired village. That would be neat to see. Uh, they're supposed to be a Baltimore, which is essentially Baltimore. <laughs> That would be cool to see. <laughs> you know, if there are any other things in the world that are parallel to ours, that would be neat. I'd like to see Chicago as ponies. <laughs> Ooh. Chicago as ponies. Will ponies go to make movies and blow up buildings in their movies and rainy. <laughs> yes. No, where you have to wait five minutes for the weather to change. <laughs> oh, since Baltimore is a port city, there might be sea ponies living there, too. Talking pony bird. Sorry, Squeaker wants to add his two, was adding his two cents in, apparently. I heard mumbling from the cage. What are you muttering, boy? Well, nothing now that you're talking to me, Mom. Okay. Oh, hi, Salty. <laughs> Although the second episode did bring up something interesting about Starlight Glimmer. Which is kind of like how she where she gets a lot of her magical energies from. Because she's obviously got a really strong natural talent for magic. But it's not clear how she fuels it until the second episode. Where she said it's mostly she gets most of it from her emotions. 
which can be decidedly dangerous. Um, if you've ever read any fantasy or ever seen any fantasy or science fiction that deals with a lot of magic and anybody that gets a lot of their emotion or their their power or anybody that gets a lot of their power from their emotions that then they fuel into their abilities, it sometimes makes whatever your ability is a little unstable because it's occasionally hard to control your emotions and that's even if you don't have some sort of weird superpower. Yeah. And if I could magically poof things into existence and do things that break the law of equivalent exchange, like turning a book into a frog or something, I would try to find something other than my emotions to fuel that power. Because while I am good at keeping them in check, I'm not perfect at it. (laughs) No. Um, I don't think anybody is. Yeah, I I think there are days where, like, I'm perfectly fine and nothing gets to me, but then there are days where I yell at random people for looking at me the wrong way. (laughs) And, you know, we, we all have moments like that where it's just like, Sometimes you've just had a few bad days or you don't get enough sleep or, you know, and it's just not a good day and you can't help it and neither can anybody else. (laughs) And it would not be good to have a day like that and then also possess the ability to set things on fire with your mind. (laughs) Which I think certain unicorns can do, but... Yeah. And it's interesting, you know, the second episode was also interesting to see the way that Starlight and Trixie get along. And it's good that Trixie's finally expanding her magical abilities and she's got somebody to teach her to do a lot of actual magic. Hi, Pony Bird. I hear you. Yeah, that was actually kind of very interesting to watch as well. Yeah, because even though they're friends, Trixie's still... Trixie's still Trixie. Yeah. <laughs> she's still frustrating. She's still very pompous. She's still She's still who she is. Right, Pony Bird? What do you have to say? No, don't eat the phone. Say hi. <laughs> nope. What about you? It's not a sound. People can't see you bob your head over the radio. There you go. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> we'll accept that. Yeah, and I thought it was quite funny when they lost the table. 
and poor Starlight Glimmer is like in a complete and utter panic that they lost the table. Yeah, that would have been difficult to explain. Twilight comes home. Uh, where's my giant map table? I don't know. Trixie lost it. How do you lose a whole table? <laughs> well, the fake of everything powerful Trixie does not have to explain. <laughs> at which point I'd be standing there going, looking at her going, um, yes, the great and powerful Trixie has to explain, and she best to start explaining right now. Where's my cable? And they're trying to figure out where it was that Trixie had thought to send it to. And I thought it was kind of endearing where where she sent it to. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because she was supposed to think of some place to send it to. And the place she ended up sending it to was the spa. And Starlight Glimmer is like, why did you send it here? Why did you think of here? And she's like, well, this was the very first place we ever met. Yeah, that was kind of cute. That part I can take. That part I can take in like... But it was just the fact that it was, it seemed more of an episode that could have been done later on in the season. Yeah. Just and because neither of these. It was a pretty basic lesson. Yeah. I mean, even even the first one could have been done as as a later on episode because I mean that could have been done as a basic friendship lesson because I mean she didn't want to leave the friends she had already made even though she could have made new friends. Well, you know, maybe at some point later she'll be ready to leave or she'll go somewhere on her own for a little while, but it's just not going to happen now, apparently. Yeah. Even though that's what a lot of fans were kind of waiting for, kind of hoping for, but oh well. We'll just have to wait. Yes. But yeah, I mean that one. I mean, as I said, to me that 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 was both both episodes were a very big disappointment. Yeah, actually, I saw, and I will be completely honest. I actually taped. I actually got to tape them Saturday night when I got here, and I went to watch the first one and I actually fell asleep about 10 minutes into the episode. Yeah, it was not 
it was not exciting. It was, I mean, there was mild character building and that was pretty much it. Um, Like I said, the best thing about it was probably Spike's reaction to everything. (laughs) Yeah. And Celestia basically laughing at Twilight freaking out. (laughs) Yeah, because you would never think think that, you know, Celestia would ever laugh at Twilight like that. (laughs) I mean, but Twilight was just sort of freaking out for what was in Celestia's mind, really no reason. You know, it's it's also kind of interesting to see that a lot of the characters, even though they have grown, are still keeping some of their major, I don't know if I want to call them flaws, maybe quirks. Yeah. Because even though Twilight's learned to relax a little bit, she still freaks out about certain things and she still gets wrapped up in her own thoughts and overthinks. Yeah, even that she does. She, Even though she's learned time and time again that never works out for her. Yeah, you would think the girl would learn. Oh, but, you know, when you're a person that overthinks things, you just do that for the rest of your life. <laughs> I agree. You just end up doing that for the rest of your life. Yeah, that's not a thing you get over. You just learn to deal with it. But you always do it. <laughs> But, yeah, it's, I mean, to me, as I said, very lackluster start to the season, and I'm wondering if maybe this is going to be maybe their final season. Oh, it could be. It's hard to say with the movie coming. It all depends on what the movie's going to do. Um, There is a lot that they could do uh, with upcoming seasons if the writers are not afraid to kind of take risks and deviate a little bit from the norm. Kind of seems like they've fallen into the same pattern and they don't really want to break it. Because, you know, with Starlight Glimmer, they had the opportunity to sort of break away from just focusing on the main six, you know, and like I said earlier, doing more of you know, exploring, seeing more of the world. Um, yeah. Going on to other characters because the main six are interesting. 
but we've done so much with them already, you know. Rarity's got three boutiques. Um, Dash is part of the Wonderbolt. Applejack's farm is going well. Twilight's the princess of friendship. Tinky Pie is still Tinky Pie. I'm not sure if she has some sort of overarching goal. <laughs> Unless it was conquering the world, and then she's sort of still doing that in the background. Um, Fluttershy has learned to become more assertive, and she's actually getting pretty good at it. Yeah. So everybody's sort of grown and reached this point where they have already become better than what they were when they started out. They don't really have too much more room to grow. And I do have to say, I love how Pinkie Pie cleans up after a party. I want that vacuum cleaner. Yes, Pinkie Pie's party abilities, where she just pulls the string and everything's everything's set up, and then she busts out her her magic vacuum cleaner, and all of a sudden, it's all cleaned up. Yeah. I want that vacuum cleaner. I want that vacuum cleaner, too. I wonder if it works on just regular cleaning. <laughs> I just love how she does. Could you imagine having a Billy's like, birthday party? That would be so cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah, snap your fingers and everything's decorated. Snap your fingers and everything's clean. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, that would be great. I would make so much money if I could rent myself out with those powers at parties. (laughs) You'll be like, wedding? Okay, set up. Here's the cake. Here's the hors d'oeuvre. Here's everything else. Are we done? Okay, it's clean. (laughs) What's the next party? Exactly. See, this lends itself to my theory of, Technically, everybody's an alicorn, and just they all have different forms of magic, and Pinkie Pie's magic is party. <laughs> yeah. Like, anything involving parties, she can just magically have whatever she wants and magically put it all away. And you don't have to explain it because you just go, oh, it's just Pinkie Pie. There's no other explanation that you can give other than that. It's just Pinkie Pie. That's just how she does things. Oh, yeah. That that is definitely Pinkie Pie. It's Pinkie Pie. (laughs) That's all you need to say. It's Pinkie Pie. (laughs) Need I say more? No, I don't. (laughs) And it's great that, like, Everybody accepts that explanation. Like, in the universe, and out, and, you know, as just the fans watching the show. Of, well, we don't really need to explain it. It's just Pinkie Pie. That's how she does things. And everybody just goes, yeah, okay. <laughs> You're like, yeah, okay, I can see that. But then again, I think that's that was the whole, 
whole point of the episode in um, season one, the feeling pinky keen. Oh, yeah. Well, we don't explain Pinkie Pie. She just is. Pinkie Pie is just Pinkie Pie, and you just have to accept it. And if yeah. you don't, oh well. <laughs> you suck. <laughs> oh, she's a weird little pony. But I still want some of her ma- weird magical abilities. I know. So do I. Ooh. Excuse me. Well, thankfully, I don't have to go in early tomorrow. And neither do I because I just got an email back from my supervisor, and he said, no, it's for full-time staff, and anyone who's actually going to be there, he he goes, I I can fill you in on what they said. Oh, okay. Cool, so you don't have to go in early. No, so it's like, I really don't know how long the drive's going to take, so it's kind of like, you know, Because things are telling me to take the expressway, and everything always tells me to take the expressway, but there is a construction on the route that I would take Uh, anyway. So I probably would hop on the expressway a little bit. Well, and then when there's construction on the route, you have no idea how long it's going to hold you up then. Yeah. So I think I'll take the little bit of expressway, which is no construction right now. I know it's eight. It's eight. It is eight. Eight. Basically eight nineteen. We're basically done with our topic for the evening. <laughs> well, well, the unfortunate thing was that our topic of the evening. Well, we had decided before we saw the episodes that we were going to be talking about them, and I think we both thought that they were going to be a little bit more exciting and special than they ended up being. Yeah. Because, you know, the promos that kept showing had led everyone to believe that they were going to be something similar to um, one of the other season openers, and they just kind of weren't. Yeah. And even the teaser trailer, I mean, they basically showed us the end of the episode. Yeah. I mean, which is actually kind of odd. I have to say. To yeah, it didn't, complete, it didn't completely give away the ending, but kind of did. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it shows you the ending, but without any context. Exactly. 
kind of nice to still see Discord being Discord. <laughs> oh yeah. I said like at the and end where he was he was uh talking to Twilight and he said I w- I thought you were gonna send her to my realm. We totally could have been roomies. Way to not pick up what I was trying to put down. And it's like he was not <laughs> really he was not really making that suggestion. It didn't seem anyway. Yeah, I didn't think he was making that suggestion either. But then again, it's, you know, Discord's another one of those things where he's kind of like Pinkie Pie and that you can't really fully explain him. Oh, I just had a thought. Be an interesting episode of just Discord and Pinkie Pie hanging out together. See which one of them can be more chaotic and unpredictable. Oh, that could be destructive and dangerous and extremely fun. (laughs) See, that's why I'm waiting for the episode where you have Discord in the human world. (laughs) Oh, yeah, in Equestria Girls? Yes. That would be neat. Then have the equestrian yeah. girls, Pinkie Pie, them, and he's just like, you can make sprinkles explode. Come on, <laughs> let's take you to a bakery supply store. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he totally would take her to a bakery supply store and say, hey, Pinkie Pie, catch this. <laughs> <laughs> And just be throwing random confectionery things at her to catch. Oh, that would be great. And terrible. And funny. (laughs) And scary. (laughs) And funny. (laughs) And terrifying. Oh, well, I don't have to clean it up, so <laughs> we can just say that would be funny. It's, if it's that, I know I'm getting older because majority of the time when I see destruction or a huge mess on TV, my first reaction is, I'm glad I don't have to clean that up. my first reaction to a huge mess of any kind on TV is I'm glad that it's not me cleaning that up. (laughs) I don't think it is. Oh. Since we're basically done with our talk of the evening, do you want to do some random talk? Sure, why not? Well, I finally saw the movie Deepwater Horizon. Have you ever seen that? Uh, isn't that the one about the BP oil platform? Yes, and we didn't even realize it until John Malkovich, which I didn't even know he was in the movie. And um, Mark Waldman. Mark Wahlberg, 
Was it Mark Wahlberg? I think so. Yeah, Mark. Yeah, it was Mark. Um, both said BP, and it's like this has to be about the about that big oil spill. Yeah, because that and, was beneath the uh, the oil platform was deep was deep water horizon. And we didn't know that, and then it's like I looked it up, and it's like. If you're looking for the movie, here's the link to the movie, but then here's the information about the... And it was like, okay. And so basically, I mean, if you really look at the movie in its full context, it was a BP executive that caused the whole shebang. Oh, yeah, because basically what had happened is there was like a pump or some some valves or there was some technical thing on the platform that was malfunctioning. And a couple people had kept saying, we need to get this fixed, we need to get this looked at. And one of the higher-ups said, no, no, it's fine. And... You know, I'm, I might be wrong in summarizing this, but this was kind of like what I had gathered from some of the news stories that I had heard, that I had heard, and what I remembered from when this happened a while ago. And you know, some you know people kept saying, "Oh, there's something wrong here. It's not right." You know, one of these pumps, well, one of these valves isn't functioning, and the executive basically went, "No, it's fine. Just let it go." Actually, what it was was there was a lot of things that needed fixing on the rig. Yeah. And they told the executive everything needed to be fixed on the rig. And the guy was trying to be a smart smart butt and say, well, what about the toilets? Are the toilets f- functioning? <laughs> trying to be a smart, smart, I'm gonna, okay, sorry, I have to say it like this. I'm trying to be a smart ass. Yeah. And Mark 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 Wahlberg's character was like, sorry, that's not my department, but I hear they're not they're not that great either. They had started the drill and it was something about it had to be at zero percent pressure and it was like at thirteen thousand or 1,300 some odd pressure yeah. when it finished. And then he goes, well, he's trying to be like, you know, playing Mr. Hotshot, t- trying to say, well, it's this problem, and trying to say, well, it's bottlenecking right here. Try the kill line. And the kill line went fine. The only problem was the kill line had gotten blocked up. Mm -hmm. That's why that test ran, looked like it ran fine. Ah. So it gave a false positive. So he said, go ahead and start things up. Everything's fine. 
so when they needed to actually shut everything down and hit the kill line, the kill line didn't function. Right. Because nothing was working. So, yeah. It basically gave the story from the point of view of the people who were actually on the rig who actually did survive. And 13 of the people who were actually on the rig did not survive. Yeah. And the and there, there was actually there was actually one whole division that actually did not survive. Yeah. Because and, he and called he, out one guy's name and he didn't sound off and he's like anyone here from this from the deck floor. And it was like dead silence. Yeah. And he looks up at the guy from BP who had said to go ahead and do it, and the guy from BP kind of, like, skulked off into, like, the shadows. Whereas if I were the guy who was running the rig, I would have ran after him, and I would have slugged him. Yeah. Oh, and the unfortunate thing is, is that with a lot of stuff like those oil rigs and even, you know, other oil rigs that are out there and coal mines and companies where you have workers doing very potentially dangerous things, you have executives who are very good at running the company but aren't people who really understand the technology of their company. And they're worried more about their bottom line because that's what they're paid to worry about. But then when an engineer comes to them and says, this is wrong, you need to fix it, they need to make the decision between, do I spend the money to fix this thing or do I just tell them, no, go ahead with it? And yeah, unfortunately, because you're a business executive, you're taught your whole life the bottom line, the bottom line, numbers, 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 you, they tend to sometimes sort of forego fixing things much longer than they need to just to meet the bottom line numbers. Yeah. And sometimes you can get away with that. Like uh, where I work, they sometimes forego fixing pieces of equipment, but, you know, if a bread maker breaks down... If a bread mixer breaks down, it's inconvenient, but nobody's hurt. Whereas if you're on an oil rig or you're in a mine shaft or you're working on a dam or something with heavy equipment, if something breaks down, there is a strong possibility that people could get hurt that yeah. a major disaster could occur or even worse that someone could die 
Yeah, and in this case, it was not just one thing that was that needed fixing. It was a lot of things that needed fixing, and the BP executive just didn't want to do it. Yeah, because they probably would have had to shut the whole rig down. And oh, the rig was the rig was already shut down. The rig yeah. was already shut down, and they hadn't finished up all their repairs yet. Um. Yeah, that's right. It was shut down, and they were just bringing it back up online. So. But it is it is unfortunate that something like that happened because it could yeah. have been prevented and hopefully with people remembering that this is a possibility, things like this will be prevented from happening. I think after this, I think every other company that pumps crude oil out of the Gulf kind of now thinks twice about saying no to that um, engineer who says, no, this needs to be fixed before we turn on the machinery. Yeah, and that's good because that means that, you know, less of these horrible accidents are going to happen. Yeah. I mean, because stuff happens and human error and machines break down and sometimes you just can't account for just weird freak accidents, but then you still do everything you can to prevent them. Yeah. And in this case, they didn't. Oh. Goodness. Sorry, I was hopping my back for a minute there. That's okay. Oh, oh gracious. Oh. But, yeah. Trying to think. I think last week, last week or the week before last. Well, a couple weeks ago, um, my boyfriend and I actually went to the movies to see Ghost in the Shell. I think you said you said you guys did. Yeah, that was really really good. I think I actually saw part of the cartoon version of it, and I couldn't follow it. Oh, yeah, the animated version? Yeah. Uh, The animated version is a little difficult to follow. Um, This version is a little easier. It has a lot of the same feeling as the animated versions. Like, it's got a lot of the same imagery and the graphics were really, really good. But I kind of feel like 
since they were a little more straightforward with the story in this version, it's a little easier to follow. Okay. So if you couldn't really yeah. get into the anime version, this one might be a little bit better. Okay, then maybe I might see it. I mean, it's got Scarlett Johansson, and she's really good, so. Yeah, that is true. Scarlett is I mean, good. I, I know some people were a little upset that they were like, oh, why didn't they get a Japanese actor to play the main? Because the main character is supposed to be Japanese. I understand why some people might be upset about that. But if you've seen the main character looks like in all the anime versions that they put out of Ghost in the Shell, she does not look Japanese. Right. I mean, and if that's the only thing you're worried about in the movie, you're sort of missing the message that the movie's trying to put out because there is a clear message in the movie that the storyline is trying to present and if the only thing you're worried about is what ethnicity or race the main character is then you're sort of missing the message (laughs) yeah I second that emotion You know, and if you're upset about it, you're upset about it, but I think you're cheating yourself out of a really good movie. Yeah. I can see that. Oh, look at some weird stuff on YouTube tonight. Oh, there's weird stuff on YouTube every day. Sorry, I'm clicking around while we're talking trying to see if there's anything on that I missed. What is this? Let's say something else. God, don't you just hate it when you you know you want to say something but you completely forget what it was that you were about to say? Oh, Yeah. It's just as bad as walking into a room and forgetting why you walked into the room. <laughs> like you like when you're really seriously thinking about going to get something or doing something and you walk into the room to go get or do the thing and then you stop when you're in the middle of the room and go, Why was I here again? And then you have to pace around and go back into the other room. And then try to retread your thinking and go, okay, well, I was going to do this and going to do that. Why did that involve me going into the other room? I mean, it happens at work all the time. I'll walk into the the freezer or the, the cooler and be like, okay, what was I coming in here for again? And then I'll walk back out of the cooler with this really lost look on my face. Somebody will look at me and go, what's wrong? And I'm like, I don't remember what I was supposed to go and get. 
something my, my uncle and I did on um on Saturday night we called it Easter eggs. Ooh. And I was all excited. I was all excited because, you know, we had we had this um one kit where basically you roll the paint on, you're supposed to roll the the, the coloring on mm-hmm. to the egg. But what I do is I kind of like Sponge like a couple of different colors onto it, uh-huh. and I'll have a pair of rubber gloves on, and I'll just take the egg and just roll it around in my hands. Ooh! And it's like I get this like really neat little design that's like speckled and speck- it's it's hard to explain it. It just like you cool. do all kinds of scrolls and speckles and neat irregular designs. Kind of, yeah. I like the so. scrolly tied up eggs, but they're hard to do. For me anyway. Oh, you mean the one where you have to put put the drops in the water and then Yeah, mine never, mine never turn out like as swirly as I'd like them to. Yeah, that's why we we got this set, and it's like you put you put the stuff on, and then you just kind of just roll the egg around in your ha- your hands, and it it comes out whatever it comes out. Mm-hmm. You end up creating new new colors because you're mixing. Four, four different colors together sometimes. Yeah. So. But. 
I have to say one last note on it being season seven. It it is amazing that this has been this is season seven because I literally it feels like just yesterday Hasbro announced they were creating a new T V network and they were creating a new My Little Pony show at the My Little Pony Fair in Louisville, Kentucky. Yeah. Never would have thought that this would have gone on seven seasons, too. Well, come on. I don't know. I don't know. No, don't know how many people thought uh, My Little Pony Talk would be going on for eight years. Yeah. Yeah, the show and has next, been, the radio show has been around longer than Friendship is Magic. Funny <laughs> to think about. It, it is that. one year older. We are one year older than Friendship is Magic and... And speaking of the Pony Fair, Hasbro released ticket prices already. I didn't even get an email. No, I'm I'm saying they need to release those ticket prices. Oh. They still they don't, don't have, have them. I've earned my week's vacation and I need to decide where I'm going. Because if I can afford tickets, we're going to Rhode Island. Oh my if God. I can't Seriously? get in a hotel room, then I'm going to Florida. <laughs> that That is crazy that they still have not released prices, and it's going to be five months until, until, the, until the fair, and, I mean, hotel rooms have already been booked out. Yeah. There are actually a couple of people on Facebook that have posted on, like, their Hasbro's official Facebook page for the con. Hey, you know, me and a bunch of people are coming from, you know, some. Uh, there was one person that said that they were coming from Canada. They're like, we need to know what the prices are going to be for tickets. If there's any hotel rooms left, is it going to be at the door only? Are there three day passes? You know. We still don't know. We need to know what's going on so that those of us that want to go can can go or make other plans. That is complete insanity. I know. And you know Summer has to be has to be going crazy about this too because I mean, she basically handed over reins to Hasbro saying that, you know, everything's going to be better for us. Well, I mean, so far, I'm not seeing it as being such a great idea. I mean, I will give them a little leeway this one time. I know that, like, this is the first year they're doing a big convention. And I know that, you know, these big conventions take a long time to put together. 
even if you're a huge company like Hasbro with lots of resources and lots of people that can do but more than just thing. somebody who is putting together like they, a fan base one. But here's the thing. They have the venue. They have the dates. All we need is ticket prices. I mean, seriously. I mean, we're we're right now over. We're under four. We're under five months away from from the convention. Yeah. I mean, it's not like this is the first time at them them going to a convention. I mean. They've gone to Comic Con. They've gone to they they know everything that goes into doing the My Little Pony convention. Okay. And they gave Summer a hassle about announcing that Hascon and the Pony Convention were gonna be one and the same. Right. And they still have not released ticket prices, and we're going into five months beforehand. Ah, yeah. And usually when Summer was handling the the My Little Pony Fair, right after the fair ended, it was, okay, well, here's where next year's fair is going to be, and here's the ticket prices. Basically. You know, and if it was right after the fair ended, it was shortly after. Actually, it was about um, it was about October that she would announce when where the next fair was going to be at, mm-hmm. because right after the fair, she'd be in negotiations with whatever hotel they were going to try and do it at. She'd be contacting hotels right away to find out where the where the cheapest price was going to be at. After she got a general idea from everybody where they wanted the the fair to be at the next year. Right. Well, but hopefully they'll release prices soon. And I can, we can all hope that it's just going to be just this year that they wait this long. Uh, we mm-hmm. better hope that it's just going to be just this year that she lets Hasbro take over. Because so far it's been a disaster. Uh, well, it has not gone as well as everyone has, has hoped, I'm, you know, I'm sure. But I mean, everybody I'm, was being all yeah. optimistic, saying, you know, she knows what she's doing. Well, we're 
we're five months out and we don't even know what ticket prices are. Yeah, I I don't think it's so much that I I think that's more because of Hasbro not really having everything together. Yeah, and you would think Hasbro being a big company would. Yeah. But I mean, I guess we'll see. Hopefully things will start to go a little bit better in the coming months. I hope so, too. Not that I will be going, because, you know. Yeah, Rhode Island's not that far from me, but it's a bit of a ways from Chicago. Yeah, if I, I I mean, I know I'm going to be going into my doctor's appointment next week. Actually, this actually this Friday, and he's going to be going. Okay, so where's the convention going to be at? And my words are going to be Rhode Island. He's going to be going. No. <laughs> Either that, or is he, he's going to be going. Have you bought your tickets yet? <laughs> and my words are going to be no. And his words are going to be good because you're not going. Uh-oh. Well, but if and when I do get to go, I I will send pictures and maybe if I get a better phone or a semi-decent camera by that point, I'll take some video. And hopefully I'll be able to PayPal you the money and I, you can get me all the cool stuff and, you know. <laughs> buy it and send it to me so that I can feel like I've gone. <laughs> That's the plan. <laughs> and I've never been to Rhode Island, so that, that would be fun to go. Yeah, I went actually um, when they had it at Hasbro. When they had the convention at Hasbro. I heard that was an interesting experience. It was an interesting experience because that was the very first time anybody had any personal interactions with bronies. Yes. Yes, I forget that was the year that the big brony movement started. Yeah. Well, it should be very interesting to see how things have changed with that now because it seems to have sort of quieted down. Yeah. I think they finally realized that, you know, we're kind of a serious group. Yeah, the but um, we're a the fun long, group. Yeah, the longtime fans and collectors are not are not sort of a flash in the pan group. Yeah. Um. 
So they've they um, last year's fair, the last couple of fairs, um, the bronies were there, but they weren't as obnoxious about certain things as they were at the very first one that they were at. Yeah. I think what's happened with a lot of the bronies is that the ones that got into the fandom and kind of felt like they had to defend why they were fans of this thing that was normally not a thing that they would be fans of. Um, Yeah, they thought coming into this that that's what they had to do. When a majority of the people who are fans were kind of just like, okay, you're here, that's fine. Yeah, you don't really know what to do about that, but okay. And nobody yeah. was really harshly judgmental about it. Yeah, and I don't think that they were quite... They didn't quite know what to expect when dealing with, with the regular collectors. That situation. Hmm? I don't think anybody quite knew what to expect in that in that situation. No. But I think once they realized that, wait a minute, we're actually not being pointed out as being weird because, I mean, you had Clipper there, and you had a lot of sellers there who were who were male. So I think it was the year after that they that they probably finally realized that oh we are actually accepted here. Yeah. You know it's it's amazing even when just, I started. Oh well, go ahead. It's just that we just don't we just need to not be so obnoxious. Yeah, you it's know, and here, yeah, it's it's amazing the um the fandom as far as you know any kind of pony fan, whether you're a brony or you know somebody who only collects one generation or somebody who's multi gen you know collects all the different generations or someone who's only a customizer is that you can find a lot of common ground by just being a pony fan. Yeah. You know, it doesn't doesn't matter why you're in the fandom. Everybody can kind of, majority of the people that I have had contact with, um, both online and personally, yeah, like pony needs and stuff, are all very understanding and very accepting. And I feel like it's been different than any other any other fandom I've been into. Because oh, yeah. you know, 
yeah, the fandom's not perfect and it's always going to have its problems, but I sort of feel like how many people are different? We're a little more accepting. Um, yeah, I don't think they were quite... They weren't quite expecting that. Because, well, look, I mean, when... You look when at a lot won, of examples, You know, it's very much, here are the rules of this and you have to be a certain person and act a certain way and do a certain thing. And that's what everybody's yeah. used And then with ponies, Definitely. it's just like, no, you can just like ponies and be cool and we're fine with you. Yeah. Oh, oh sorry, my back still hurts. Oh, I'm man. sorry. That's, that's okay. That's okay. Oh, pardon me. The way things have gone this week, I'm not surprised. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so now I've got to be a little bit more quiet. My uncle's just gone to bed. Oh, okay. Not that I think I was that loud, because if I was that loud, my mother would have text messaged me. Oh, yeah. (sighs) Pardon me. Well, since I'm sleepy and since you have to be quiet, why don't we go ahead and get kimono in? Because we haven't gotten go <laughs> Let's go ahead and go get Miss Kimono in before she has her little hissy fit. Mm-hmm. This is Kimono, and you have listened to Bunny Talk. See you next week. Bye-bye. Oh, girl, Kimmy. <laughs> That's somebody I'd like to see make a, a comeback in season in uh, season four. Uh, generation four. I'd like to see oh, a yeah. Kimono. It's just a toy. We got Minty. Yeah, we have Minty as the blind bag, yeah. Well, and then we also got a brushable Minty. Oh, yeah, that is true. Even though she's in just that one set and she's a little hard to get a hold of, but... Maybe she'll be a sea pony. Who knows? We still have the movie to look forward to. This is true. Well, since you work today, we'll go ahead and end early so that you can get to bed and get some rest. Oh, thank you. 
Mm, sorry. And um, I guess we'll probably end up going back to play sets next week then. Uh, yeah. We will be doing play sets next week. Alrighty then. So we'll talk to you next week. Okay. Talk to you next week. Pony All night right. night. Pony night night. Is that it? Are we alone? <sighs> oh. Till next week. Happy pony hunting. Good night.